Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast wherein I, Dret Tanner, Dretini, aka Tanner Greenring, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Seedrosh. Cedra. Play through each Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week. We are done with Johto. Yeah, we're through. We've beaten all eight gyms in Johto. Our journey is over. That's all right. Except there is all of Kanto as well, because that's what they do in Gen 2. Weird that they've never done that again. Just, like, include the full last game. Yeah, especially now when they have so much more space that they could, like, really do it up. It'd be cool just in, like, in Sword and Shield, they just, like, give us a full other region. Yeah. They're like, hey, the DLC this time is fucking Johto. Go nuts. We ended our journey last week in um, Mahogany Town. That's right. And you try to leave Mahogany Town to the east where that guy with the rage bars stops you and says, go buy a rage bar before you can leave. Yeah. And this dickhead stops you again. And he's like, hey, it wasn't even about the rage bars. I'm going to admit now. Yeah. You, you just can't leave. He's just, you were trapped here forever. He says, go do some sightseeing. And what he means is, go take on all of Team Rocket. It's kind of his fault for the destruction of Team Rocket again. Because I wouldn't have done it. I would have just moved on. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what Team Rocket's up to. I, I like their branding. I like their little outfits, which we got to wear this week. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, think about it. What are their motivations? Their motivations are to catch Pokemon. Yeah. We know that from Jesse and James. Their motivations are to forcefully evolve Pokemon, which is what the radio tower scheme was. Right. And it's like, guess who else is guilty of catching and forcibly evolving Pokemon? Basically everyone. Me. <laughs> yeah. I do it all the time. I just made my fucking executor eat a leaf stone Ugh. and turn into an executor. How do they eat them? I think you touch them with it. What? That doesn't make any sense. They're eating them. You think they're eating? They're eating the stones. Yeah. I guess didn't dinosaurs eat stones? Eat rocks. That sounds right. Didn't they? You know who eats rocks? Uh, Chickens. Oh, okay, yeah. And it helps them mush up the food in their stomachs because they don't have, like, gizzards or whatever. Or they do have gizzards. I don't know. Well, and they're I'm basically not a chicken expert. They're a descendant of And they're dinosaurs. dinosaurs. So. Right. So, yeah, dinosaurs ate rocks. It all makes sense. Don't come after me if you're a dinosaur scientist or a chicken scientist or a rock scientist. I'm not interested in hearing from any of you. No. No. Yeah, we can just get right into it, Josh, or we can uh, catch up a little. You're moving next week. We might have to do something a little odd with yeah. the release. The timing for the Elite Four episode couldn't have been worse. Uh, I'm moving next week, and Bobby has conveniently fled to Texas. So I'm doing all the packing right now. Interesting. And he conveniently took the good microphone, so my audio is probably not going to be great. Does he have, like, a... A representative coming to pack his portion of the materials? Uh, no. Oh, okay. He's going to be cramming it all in from Tuesday to Thursday next week. When I was in college, my roommates and I, who were all my friends from high school, lived in a house for many years and really just let it go to seed. It was disgusting. Uh, like animal house situation. Yeah. And then when we finally all graduated and moved out, we rented a, a dumpster, one of those giant dumpsters that you like just park in your driveway oh like when they're tearing down a house yeah exactly yeah and spent a week cleaning out the house and our fucking roommate Stuart, fucking jetted that entire week he was not there that's like a Stuart. and he finally showed up on the last day and we're like oh hey man like i don't know can you clean out the fridge and he felt so guilty that he flipped out at all of us and was just he was like i'm fucking sorry i couldn't be here i had to be somewhere else And I don't think our friendship with him ever recovered after that. Because we all graduated and moved away. Yeah, I've never heard about the Stuart character. 
Yeah. I noticed he didn't make the uh, Tanner's Beloved list for childhood friends, so. Yeah, he... Um, you had to cut him loose. He was a high school friend, and I went to college with him, but he, um, I don't know, I guess we got along fairly well. I don't know. Sounds sort of like a dick. Stuart, if you're out there, let's reconnect, I guess. <laughs> So anyway, this guy doesn't give us any fucking clues. He just says, fuck off. You're not allowed to go to Blackthorn City. You have to go do something else first. No clues. No indication Somebody of what that calls, is. Somebody calls, I think Elm calls you at one point too, like right after. This is the fucking thing about this game though, Josh. You get so many goddamn calls and they're 99.9% of the time completely useless. Yeah. Literally someone called me last week and they're like, oops, wrong number. And it's like, hey, Pokemon yeah. company. Taylor keeps harassing you or Tiffany. Hey, Game Freak, you decided to do that. You decided to include that in your game. It's not immersive. It's just annoying. And now that we have infinite storage of all these numbers, like you used to have to clear them out. And now it's just like, I don't know who anyone is. I don't know who's good. And they're just calling me at all hours of the day and night. Some guy even challenged me. He's like, I'm ready to take you on again. It's like, buddy, I have n absolutely no <laughs> idea who you are. Yeah. Or where you are. I did finally get that uh, nugget, though, from uh, Beverly. Did you? <laughs> in National Park. Because I was over there. My mom called me this week and she was like, hey, uh, I bought something with your money and sent it to the guy. You're not picking those up. She's like, dude, do you want to go pick up that stuff? Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I guess it has been a while since I've gone and picked that stuff up. I had like 15 things waiting for me. That happened to me, too. Yeah. Because I started having her take my money only recently, but there was already like 10 things. Yeah. And they are all good berries. Yeah, good berries. She sent me a choice scarf this week, which is like, that's primo. That's really good. Choice scarf is good. So... Yeah, maybe you get a call saying go take on Team Rocket in Goldenrod. Well, it's ambiguous. It's like... Something's going on with the radio tower. And it's like, okay. I had to just remember from playing this game before. I was like, oh, right. This is Goldenrod now. I did the exact opposite thing. What I did was you get the silver wing slash rainbow wing when you beat someone. No, that's after the radio tower. Because the, the direct or like. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't remember how exactly I got back to the radio tower, but I do know that when I got that fucking silver wing after beating the rainbow tower, I like went down to the Whirl Islands and like you did that. Tried to figure it out, yeah, because at that point you have. I don't Whirlpool know if you too. can yet. Can you? No, you can't do anything meaningful. Because I got the rainbow wing, the like lore, the director after you liberate the radio tower. He's like, oh yeah, when we built this, like we tore down some ancient structure and then there was like this rainbow wing there. This pissed like, off okay, bird. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. fucked up. <laughs> but he also was like, oh, I think there's something else you have to do, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I didn't I didn't do it, but I it was a lot of backtracking, a lot of confusion this week. I mean, the flow is awful. Yeah. You're bebopping and scotting all over the map. I know. I forgot how much they make you backtrack in this dang game, but they do make you backtrack a lot. You kind of cross over the island several times. Oh, yeah. So, I think what I ended up doing was just happen to walk through Goldenrod at one point and realize that it was lousy with Team Rocket grunts. Swarming, yeah. So I was like, oh, right. Team Rocket took over the radio tower. Right. So that's the mission. You go to the radio tower. Team Rocket, surely enough, has completely infiltrated and taken over. Ugh. They're interested in stopping you from progressing to the fifth floor to save the director, who is sending out cryptic broadcasts intended to drive Pokemon absolutely wild and force them to evolve into shiny Pokemon. Honestly, sounds pretty good. Based on what I hear about all these shiny hunters, isn't that what Pokemon fans want? 
Yeah. They just want shiny Pokemon? Yeah. They're just giving the people what they want. Yeah. There's two types of people in the radio tower. There's radio tower employees who are cowering. And then there's Team Rocket grunts. Yeah. Oh, and there's I think there's robbers, if I remember correctly. Uh, I don't think there's robbers. I think there was. There's scientists. <laughs> I forgot about that was kind of a clever like connection is that at least one of the scientists is like, yeah, I used to work for Sylph, but I really liked what Team Rocket was peddling, and I'm just, I'm in now. Oh, I'm yeah. a criminal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You know what? When opportunity comes along, you can't just, like, turn your back on it, you know? It's a bad boy for life. Oh, there is robbers. It was in the warehouse. Oh, right. Yeah, in the warehouse. There's burglars, and they're, they've got, like, bags that are so loaded up with Pokeballs that they're all spilling out. <laughs> it's cool. And then several executives... Yeah, lots of executives, and of course, well, we'll get to them, but before we can do anything, we're immediately turned away from the gate at the radio tower because we are clearly not of Team Rocket. We're just little boys. Yeah. So, But namely, we don't have a little outfit. Don't have a little outfit, no, so we need to go find one. Um, I don't remember who told us to go to the underground to find <laughs> yeah, one. I don't either. <laughs> I don't remember how I got to the underground to find one, but somehow I made my way to the underground, and there was a kindly woman there. Was it a kimono girl? No, there is. This leg, there's a ton of kimono girls. There's a kimono girl in the underground, but she's just like, I think she's doing some other shit. Yeah, you run into two I think it's girls. like an ex-grunt or like a recruiter oh, okay. who thinks that you just want to sign up. It's over where like you take the pictures, where I took that great picture of ditto oh the photo studio had a team rocket costume right that this, makes sense. this grunt is like oh yeah they recruited me but they ran out of uniforms so i've just been wearing this like cosplay yeah you change into the team rocket outfit it looks good yeah i wish i could have kept it yeah it cuts a nice silhouette yeah and then you go back to the the radio tower and they're ready for you you're in and then, of course, you battle a ton of Team Rocket guys. They all got the same fucking Pokemon, as always. It's a ton of Zubats, Golbats, Grimers, Mucks, Weezings, Coughings, Raticates. Your rival is running around here because he's like... I just don't get what his shit is. hell bent on, like, beating Lance. Now his Lance thing is, like, he's obsessed time. with Lance. Like, that's his whole thing. And it's like, well, I'm not fucking Lance. Get out of my ass. Like, right. go find Lance. He's in the Elite Four. He's not here. Why would he be here? I'm on the um, Bulbapedia page for this leg, and they have... The rival battle here for some reason if you choose cyndaquil you get like 130 less poka credits for beating him you get 2176 if you started with chikorita or totodile and you only get 2048 with cyndaquil interesting why do you think that is do you think cyndaquil is easy that is really interesting it's easy mode i guess it maybe it is i think it's because he's got magnemite and sneasel who would both be weak against Cyndaquil, right? Oh, yeah. So it's an easier battle for if you're a Cyndaquil starter. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought, never knew they did that. I bet that's it, right? I can't think of any other reason immediately. No. Yeah. Although, uh, uh, and their Magnemite is a lower level. Wait, is it? Yeah, the Magnemite I fought's level 30, and with Weird. Cyndaquil, it's level 28. I just don't get what they're thinking. Wait, they're all two levels they're lower. They're all two levels lower. No, Haunter's the same level. No, Haunter's two levels lower. At least my Haunter. Wait, are yours? Wait, your Haunter was only 30. Mine are all the same except Haunter's level 30 and yours is 32. What? Mine are all two levels higher. So they adjust this based on the starter? I wish we could get someone on the horn here to walk us through this decision. 
that would be someone I'd actually like to talk to on the phone. Because first I thought, oh, well, Cyndaquil can get through this battle no problem. He's, like, super effective against two of these Pokemon, and, like, but they're not as strong. Whatever. You know what? Fuck Cyndaquil starters. Yeah, it sucks anyway. And if you were one of our guests and you're a Cyndaquil starter, fuck you. <laughs> Dick that trash and uh, <laughs> put it in one of those robber's bags and get out of here. The other notable kind of sights and sounds in the uh, Goldenrod radio tower is these sexy Team Rocket executives. Yeah. Proton and Ariana. Petrel. No, Proton. Yeah, but there's Proton and Petrel and no, Ariana I'm and I'm not Archer. talking about Petrel yet. I'm talking about Proton and Ariana. But Petrel's the first one. What? You make it up to the fifth floor, and then you see the director, but then it turns out it's Petrol oh, yeah, it's in Petrol. cosplay. Just a wormy little worm man. And all fucking, like, four coughings. Five coughings and a wheezing. Five and a wheezing. With the exact same moves. Well, we did destroy his entire team last time we met him. So he needed to recover quickly, and all he could think to do was go and catch, like, six coughings. And he only had a chance to evolve one of them into a wheezing. Yeah, I guess so. so. So I have something to admit. Okay. This was a cakewalk for me, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it was. I just threw Alakazam out there, and it was a joke. No problem taking care of all of Petrel's coughings and wheezings, except for one. Okay. One of them gave me trouble, and it was a coughing, even. Rotom was just tearing through them. He was using spark and charge on all of them, just no, no issues, until one of them... Um, Oh, my God. Self-destructed. Oh, you got hit. I got hit. I was so worried about this happening. I have introduced my first zombie mon. Because there was no way I was fucking losing this Rotom before I get to do the cool shit he does once he has access to... Things gotta survive all the way Canto. Saffron, right? Yeah. So, I went back to the Pokemon Center. I sacrificed, I think... Lowercase G, Unon. <laughs> oh yeah. To resurrect. That's satisfying. To resurrect Rotom as a zombie mon. So you've invoked the zombie clause. Yeah. Zombie mon clause. Here's the thing, though. You and I had a little bit of a debate about this last night because the rules state that you need to sacrifice a Pokemon to heal your zombie Pokemon. Right. But I didn't know what exactly that meant, and it seems unviable for when you're in the field. You know, like. If I'm making my way through Team Rocket headquarters and need to heal my Rotom, I'm not going to leave, go back to a Pokemon Center, release a Pokemon, and heal him. That's fair. So what I was doing was potions and items, healing items, were on limits. I could use those. But if I ever healed him at the Pokemon Center, I would need to sacrifice another Pokemon. Okay. So That seems reasonable. I think I ended up sacrificing four or five Pokemon. You know you could just, like, box this thing until you get to Saffron. No, I need to keep leveling it. It's got to have good levels. That's true. They were all trash. I'm a little worried about how it's going to do in the Elite Four, but... And here's the other clarification question for you is, when Rotom died, I donated to A Million Lights, the organization that provides lighting to, uh, I think, the Philippines? No, I can't remember. (laughs) I don't remember. I donated $10 to them. I don't have to donate $10 for every Pokemon I sacrifice, do I? I... Because I didn't, and I wasn't. I don't think so. And I'm not going to. Let's not get crazy. (laughs) Plus, most of them are like golf charities. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't need any more money. They can just hold another, like, $1,000 plate charity dinner, you know? Yeah. For insurrectionists. 
So yeah, Rotom, rest in peace, but you are resurrected. You are a mindless killing machine. You were already a ghost, so it's a little confusing. Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. Can I not resurrect ghosts, right? We said that you can't resurrect ghosts. Well, he's also electric, so. He inhabits the spirit of, like, appliances, and you can get them fixed. He's an electricity. I resurrected the electricity half Oops. of him. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, made a few exceptions. Whatever. I don't, I don't think shit. we pushed it to the major territory yet. It's our podcast. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, we got deadlines to hit, man. Yeah. So welcome back to the team, Row Tom. Uh, goodbye, Apopo and Radicate, and I think maybe a Taurus and <laughs> lowercase G Unown. There might be a couple others in there. It's a motley crew. Freed up a lot of space in my box, you know? Seems like it's not really sustainable if you already went through, like, four or five. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the other we option is, like... that many mod. The other option is I could box him before I heal and just use, like, healing items, but, like, I don't have that much money. My mom is still taking, you know, a good portion of my money from every battle. So right. it's like, I'm not liquid, you know? I can't completely stock up on hyper heals or whatever. We don't have that amulet coin yet, either. I got the amulet coin. Did you not get the amulet coin? You did? Yeah, it's in the warehouse. Shit. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go back there. I think it was in the basement. Well, I did get the experience share. Did you? Yeah. That's what that red scale is for. Okay. You trade it to Mr. Uh, our old friend, Mr. Pokemon. Ah, uh, I'm not going all the way back there. Hell no. And he gives you experience share of Pokemon podcast. Here's the thing. I have something to say about a Pokemon I encountered in Radio Tower, and it's a little unexpected. Okay. Unexpected for two reasons. The first reason is it's Tanny Sweetie. Okay, and that's not a segment. It is a segment. And it doesn't have a shirt that you can buy on our merch store. It's my segment <laughs> where I talk about a Pokemon that I thought was particularly sweet. Okay. And that Pokemon that surprised me, and this is the second surprising thing about it, is it was Murkrow. Really? One of these people, I don't remember who exactly, one of the execs, Archer, or it was Ariana. Ariana has a Murkrow, oh, and the Sprite... Oh, that's why you were to talk about her. Yeah. The Sprite is pretty cute. Oh, it flaps around? Yeah. It's like a little flappy bird. Flappy bird, R.I.P. I kind of like it. Oh, look at the shiny. Speaking of shinies, it's like hot pink. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. So I wanted to have a sweetie. I don't mind it. I guess I don't mind it. Let me have a sweetie one time, Josh. There's sweeties in Pokemon Snap, too. The new one. Oh, yeah. I imagine there's tons of sweeties. That game does Pokemon a lot of favors. Yeah. I remember that tan growth we saw. I was pretty impressed. I did get it to flap its arms and fly a and little bit. And fly a little by bit, the way. yeah. Other thing that's going on here is you, you wander around Radio Tower, you eventually go up. It's Petro. He's impersonating the director. He says that the director is being held underground. And then he says, I don't mind telling you this because you'll never make it down there. And then you encounter literally zero resistance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he even gives you the basement key. He's like, here, good luck. You're never going to make, make it make down it, there. Fucking amateur. And then there's nothing, there's nothing in the way. There's no trainers. Weren't there a couple? There's nothing in the underground. Once you get oh, inside... The underground, there's nothing. There's warehouse people. Once you get inside, there's people, but still, they were easy, and there wasn't that many of them, but also, like, I made it all the way to the gate, you know, without encountering anyone, so I don't know what he's talking about. And then I cleaned house. I went in there, and I, I mopped the floor. It was easy. It was super easy. Isn't this where you fight your rival? This is where you like, fight your rival. Actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How did he fucking get in? Oh, that's what he says. He's like, I followed you in. His timing was good because he caught me after. He comes up after you've already fought a couple of people. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I was in not great shape, but I have a counter for all of his Pokemon, so I figured it out. Yeah, I do too, I think. I'm in good shape with him. I don't think he really poses much of a threat to me anymore. You get through all of this. You find the director. You rescue him. He gives you the lift key. For the radio tower, so you can get back up to um, the top floor, the, like, balcony. The secret elevator shaft that goes to the observer observatory. But before you do that, he sees you out through an alternate exit that puts you in the basement of the radio tower. Well, that's oh, down the, here. No, it's the basement of the department store. That department was what store. threw me off also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you show up down here, and it's just one man hanging out with three <laughs> machops, yeah. just bossing them around, and he's my trainer danger of the week. Because what are you doing down here if... if Not getting off? There's like a number of things that could be happening, and all of them are unsavory. First of all, it could be slave labor, because these are men. You're just like bossing around men, and I don't think you're paying them. No. And that's slavery. That's fucked up. It could be like some kind of power trip, like Fifty Shades of Grey kind of stuff, where he's like, welcome to my dark basement where I keep my boys. That's kind of where my head was at. Because there are those big, muscly machokes, too. Yeah. And they'll push boxes around for you so you can go gather items. That's some saw shit, right? Like, you go into this dark basement, there's a man here commanding Machops, and he's like, Machop, move that box for this man. (laughs) And he does, and you go in, and there's like a fucking whatever. You don't want to know what those boxes are full of. And then all of a sudden, the box, like, falls into place behind you. And you're part of this guy's sick, twisted game, right? Jesus. That's what's going on. Yeah, you're right. I barely made it out of there. I had to break one of the boxes and then... uh. You know what it was full of? Adult diapers. Yeah. And not adult diapers that like adults would use if they're incontinent. Like baby diapers that are adult-sized. They're specifically made for a fetish community. This guy does a lot of fur affinity shoots down here. Golly. Fucking creepy dungeon. <laughs> Anyway, you take the elevator up, you're in the department store, right across the street from Radio Tower, you see your way back, you go up to the observatory, you climb to the top, and there is Archer, the new head of Team Rocket in Giovanni's absence. Yeah, and as opposed to Giovanni, who has like a black pinstripe suit, Archer's just got a white suit. Yeah, he looks cool. It's slick. Yeah, I think all three of these Blue execs hair. look pretty good. Yeah, Ariana's got like a, it almost looks like a like a modern day like suit of armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archer was no issue for me. My starter is for Alligator or Totodile, who is now for Alligator. Two of Archer's Pokemon are Houndoom and Houndor. Yeah. So it's like, that was quick work. And then he's just got a coughing. Coughing for good measure. Because they all have to. Coughing does not have self-destruct, thank God. God, no, it's awful. I'm seeing the moves now on Bulbapedia. Sludge, smokescreen, tackle, and haze. What's even haze? An ice move? Yeah, haze clears any, like, stat changes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then once you beat him, he's just like, okay, well, no more Team Rocket. Goodbye. And then Team Rocket excuses themselves from all of Johto. Yeah. Archer's like, oh, okay, well, I got defeated, so... I will also disband like Giovanni did, even though his entire life goal was to make enough attention to get Giovanni to come out of like hiding or whatever the past three years. Yeah. Give up this easy? Yeah, he's got some daddy issues. 
Yeah. Once he's gone, the director comes back, gives you the silver wing or the the rainbow ring, tells you you need to get something else first. Absolutely no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. You can wander around. Everyone's very grateful to you. DJ Mary will give you a bright powder, which is, I think is useful for me. Is bright powder the one that's good for bugs? No, that's silver powder. No, it increases the evasiveness of the Pokemon holding it. Uh, okay. It's still pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. And then that's it. That's the biggest chunk of the journey this week. And you finally defeated Team Rocket, and they are exiled from Johto. Yeah. Uh, what is next? Tell me what's next. <sighs> Route 40. After this break. Hello, Josh. Sorry, I interrupted you before our break. You said you were headed to Route 44 next. That's the one. Yeah. Now that we can finally make it past that rage candy. Blow by this this shill. fucking piss ant <laughs> waiting. What is I have you ever I think piss ant something we said a lot as kids. I didn't it say it. I thought it sounded too naughty. An insignificant or contemptible person or thing. That makes sense. Piss ant. I don't like piss or ants, so why would I like a piss ant? It's actually I don't think it has anything to do with piss or ants, to be totally honest with you. It's not like you're pissing on an ant. Oh, no. This ant is so beneath me that I will also piss on it. Never mind. A piss ant, also seen as piss ant or piss ant, refers to a specific type of ant. Oh, my God. The word is also used as a pejorative noun or adjective indicating insignificance. It comes from the 14th century term for ant, pissmeyer. Pissmeyer? <laughs> I think ant's better. Like a German <laughs> yeah. ant? They did a good rebranding thing there for themselves. But anyway, fuck this guy with his rage candy bars. He's all of a sudden like not in your business anymore. He doesn't give a shit what you do. So yeah. blow right by him. You're on Route 44. Beautiful little route here. It's got a track and some docks going around in a big loop. And in the center is a little lake. And in the center of the lake is a little island. Yep. And in the island is a little patch of grass. And Joshua, as I was traversing that patch of grass, I caught a Tangela. Oh, your namesake. Yep, and I named it Carter after former President Jimmy Carter's foundation to eradicate guinea worms from the world. Uh, wh- what? How'd you find that one? Worm charity. Worm charity. Worm charity. Yeah. Well. I googled worm charity. Jimmy Carter, what can't he do? <laughs> I did at one point go to an exhibition at the American Museum of Natural History and see a photo series about Jimmy Carter's effort to eradicate the guinea world worm from the world. Wow. So I had some kind of cultural awareness around this. Okay. Uh, Tangela has not made it to the team yet. Yeah, I think you're definitely going to be considering that, I imagine. Mm. You can get tan growth. After that tan growth last season. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I consider it. I caught nothing. Mm-hmm. I avoided all of the roots uh-huh. or used repels. And the reason for that is that at least in Gen 2, so I presume also now, that fisherman Wilton, who wants to give you his number, right? he will call if there's a Remoraid swarm. Oh, that's here. And so I'm waiting until he calls me and then I'll go catch a Remoraid because then it's like a 90% chance, if not 100 and I want a Remoraid. You have had a Remoraid slash Octillery many times. Yeah, it's just to have a backup. Yeah. I'm running the Poliwhirl. Oh, good. Yeah, how are you enjoying it? I'm not loving the move set that I have. I think I'm going to need some TMs. But I think once I get Wake Up Slap, which I didn't get still because I need a few more levels. Oh, yeah. Then I can evolve it as well. One of my Pokemon learned Wake Up Slap but doesn't know any sleep moves. So I was like, why? What's the I th- point of this? It's still a good move, but I am thinking now that we have access to the move tutors as well. But where do you get heart scales? I haven't come across a single heart scale. Oh, I have one. 
Really? I have just one. I wonder where you can farm them. I think around Olivine. They're usually on beaches. Okay. Are they the little heart Pokemon? Love Disc? Yeah, I think it's implied that they're from, if not explicitly, from uh, Love Discs. Even though those don't exist yet? Weren't they Gen 3? I don't think I've seen one. Yeah, Gen in 3. In these games. Really? But they weren't in Gen 2. They're definitely from Love Discs. Yeah, I think so too. You know what I think, man? I think I'm done with fighting type Pokemon. Okay. Everyone's like creaming their jorts over fighting types. I think they're pretty hit or miss. They're more miss than hit. I like them. I usually have one. They have some whopper moves and like, I don't know. They're good against like certain type of Pokemon, but I just like, I feel like they're always sort of the one that lags behind on every team that I have. Like I always go for a fighting type. It feels necessary, you know? Yeah. You need a fighting type. You need a psychic type. But they always fail to impress me. So I'm done. I'm done with the entire type. I think as long as you have a physical heavy hitter, but you could go rock or ground, you could go steel at this point. Like, right. I think it's the default for historical reasons of like right. a physical heavy hitter. Well, I'm not interested. But I don't really think it's true anymore. Yeah, I'm not interested in them anymore. But I do like the water fighting combo. I think that will be nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a cutie. Because I have a redundancy with fucking... Uh, Obama snow being grass and I already have meganium so right I needed to make up for it with like a good combo guess what else I saw when I was uh roaming through this tall grass Joshua on route 44 Joshy's sweetie a disgusting Pokemon that made me barf all over myself okay weeping bell Welcome back, Weepin' Bell. You still suck. You look like trash. Looks like something that you'd find in one of those crates down in uh, the department store basement. It looks like a used condom. Jesus. With Krusty the Clown hair. <laughs> the little leaves on either side of the Weepin' Bell have always looked like leaves until this gen, and now they so clearly look like Krusty the Clown hair. Oh, it, it really does, yeah. <laughs> it's just such an ugly little Pokemon. It's like a, a clown fleshlight that's disgusting like, why would you want that on your team you know so gross You're just trying to get to victory bell yuck well yuck 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 i saw a sweetie in the grass no oh, okay from a trainer god i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna hit me with... no because the other options are like lick a tongue i know i thought you were gonna like go for a historically gross pokemon as your sweetie maybe even maybe i even won you over on tangela it was what it, where my mind went. I have not put Tangela into a uh, official sweetie capacity, but I'm neutral on it these days. Mm -hmm. The sprite's gotten a lot better. Hey, we're making progress, you know? Yeah. We're making progress. That's all I needed to hear. But I encountered Joshi's sweetie when I fought ace trainer Sybil, who had a Blossom. Bellossom. Oh, Bellossom is a cutie. It does a little dance when it comes out now. Yeah. And it learns pedal dance, so it's fun. It's like showing you a little preview of the show. <laughs> yeah. Got a little rose crown. It's got a little flower crown on, like a Tumblr girl in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when we were all wearing flower crowns? Yeah, and then Midsommar, Midsommar came out a few years later, and then I guess that was it. That makes me want to wear a flower crown even harder, you know? I can be the May Queen. I can see it. I'm May Queen material. Definitely. I don't mind f***ing someone to death. Oh, the, I shouldn't spoil the Midsommar for people who haven't seen it. Never mind. No one's the May Queen. No one f***s to death. No. Yeah. There's none of that. It's a very, it's a wholesome film. It's a wholesome film. <laughs> you are our May Queen. 
Route 44 is pretty brief. You get through it. There's a few trainers here, but then you're in the ice path, which is a puzzle path. It's cool. It's got great music as well. Yeah, except you can't make it like three fucking steps without a goddamn swine up attacking you. Oh my god. And they're all worth like 200 experience. Yeah, it sucks. It's like, give me a fucking spot to grind. Or the alternative is a fucking like zoo bat. Yeah. I just dumped a super repel on this whole thing. I mean, once I got my swine up, of course. I was tremendously lucky here because the first Pokemon I encountered while I was wandering through this cave was a jinx that is actually lucky comparatively yeah yeah i would have taken it yeah and i'll talk about jinx a little bit later because she has become a key player on my team oh my god you're really having this like redemption narrative with like you and mr mime and jinx no mr mime sucks and i'm never playing a mr mime again too technical i don't know how to run it but jinx is just a fucking straight up ice type you know like well it's ice psychic oh yeah, yeah yeah it's even better and I didn't have an ice type on my team, and I was headed to a dragon gym, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna put some fucking work into this Jinx." You know, that was smart. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take down Claire and her little dragon cronies. So, yeah, I welcomed Jinx to the team op- with open arms, and I'll, I'll tell you all about her during level check. All right. So the other thing is, you and I last time we played this game in Gen Two. Had a little bit of a disagreement about Swinub and whether or not it is a Sweetie or an You Make Me Barf Pokemon. I think I elected him for You Make Me Barf at the same time that you elected him for Sweetie. I think that's right, yeah. People came down on me hard saying Swinub is not ugly. They were right. He is sweet. And I am here to say to you, Josh, and to you, bug catchers, that Swinub is cute in this version of the game. Yes. I like Swinub. Only took a couple of generations for you to come around, but... You're on the right side of history now. It's just a funny little puffball with a little pig nose. Exactly. It's very cute. And it's sleepy all the time. Yeah. I like, and he does this little, his little animation is like a little bark. He goes like, have you seen that? Oh yeah. I'm looking at it again (laughs) right now. (laughs) I love him. Look at that little bark. I think it's good. And honestly, if I didn't have this Obama snow already, I might've done it because you can get mammoth swine now oh right mammoth swine's kind of ugly the shiny of swine up looks like a watermelon and that's cute too that's harry styles yeah the the shiny is is like cool there's two types of puzzles in ice path there's the puzzles where you skate around on ice and try to find your way across to the other side right those ones are fairly easy to get through didn't really have any issues there the second type of puzzle you have to do here is boulder pushing puzzles, which continue to confound me. Oh, yeah. And I constantly get stuck. Could I constantly push the fucking boulders where I can't move them, and you have to go downstairs and reload everything, and all the boulders get put back into where they were. So Yikes. Once again, I don't care to admit how long I spent trying to figure out the boulder puzzle in this game. <laughs> But the only, only other notable thing that happens in Ice Path is there's a man down here who is standing on the sort of precipice <laughs> like a ledge. of a cliff, a ledge, and below him is another ledge where a Pokeball overworld item is sitting. And he says to you, oh, I dropped that item. Can you go get it? And you have to like solve a little bit of a nice slidey puzzle. Oh, I just took it and then I talked to him, oh. which was made it even sadder because then he was just like, oh, that was my HM, but... 
you could have it. You could have it. Yeah. <laughs> My shoes are too bad to like go chasing waterfalls. Like yeah, it, two different people. Because you also run into a kimono girl down here who's stuck to the ice. Wait, and how is she uh, not have hypothermia down here? I know. I know. The kimono is not a not like a weather rated piece of garb, you know. And she's wearing her flip flops. And she's stuck to the ice. And she's stuck to the ice. Yeah, this guy. I don't know what. I think he just came down here to die. You know, that's why he gives you the, the waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, leave me alone. This is my special spot where I came to finally shuffle off this mortal coil. Shouldn't have gone chasing waterfalls. Once you pick up waterfalls, that's it, baby. You got all the HMs. Finally. We're set for HMs. And I got a new HM friend, Krabby. Oh. Crab. I'm running a Tentacruel for that. Uh, Tentacruel's not bad. Krabby knows Whirlpool, Rock Smash, and Strength. Oh, no, Krabby knows Cut, too. That's good. And then my Feraligator knows Surf. Krabby's kind of a HM hoss. He can learn a lot of moves. HM moves. R.I.P. Kid Cuddy. Yeah, R.I.P. Kid Cuddy. My Krabby's name is Crab, is which is the name of a charity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an acronym. It's an acronym for something, and it's a Crab charity. I don't remember yeah. exactly what it is, but i don't plan on him dying because i don't plan on him ever being in battle crabs don't need help no crabs are fine lots of crabs out there in the world yeah that's it you get through ice path it's fairly straightforward you're on the other side and you're in blackthorn city and we are here and there's some to do here but they kind of save the to do for after the gym this time rather than like approaching the gym and claire's not there like has happened multiple times in this game alone let alone the other games we've played in this one, Claire is there, and you can just go in and uh, start battling with her. Yeah. I didn't do that because I had just caught a Jinx that I needed to level significantly before I could go take on Claire. So what I did was I went and leveled significantly. I see. So I could take on Claire. Not just Jinx. I did do a significant amount of leveling on Jinx, but I did a significant amount of leveling on another Pokemon I'd like to tell you about, Joshua, in a segment that we call Level Check. Oh, wow. Interesting placement. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, we always save it for last for no reason. I think because we forget to do it. Yeah, and then that's always what adds another like 15 minutes because we yeah. forget. The Jinx I caught in Ice Path. Her name is Met Opera. Okay. Plannedgiving.metopera.org. Since 1883, the Metropolitan Opera has been home to most the most creative and talented singers, conductors, composers, musicians, stage directors, designers, and visual artists from around the world. Yeah. Please consider the Met in your estate planning i don't think so i think the met is doing just fine the met is doing just they fine and they state subsidies they even know it too because they're just like you know we're not we know you're not going to give us money outside of the exorbitant ticket prices that we charge for any of our symposiums or operas or ballets but when you die we'll take all your money we'll just take all you got what are you gonna do with it <laughs> what? you know you need that Slowpoke well poster no 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 We'll take that. If Jinx dies, what I'll do is I'll update my will and just say $10 to the Met when I pass. Yeah, and then you're doing what they said. Yeah. She's level 41. I got her from level like 25 to level 41. Okay. And that was just to take on Claire. I think Claire's highest level was 41 too. I think I went into the gym at 39 or 40. Yeah. Everglade Fun for Alligator, level 40. Save a Fox, Nine Tails, level 43. One Million Lights, Rotom, level 43. Three Rivers, Sizor, level 42. And Gift of Parent, Hood, 
Gift of Parenthood. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember that one either. Who I fed a leaf stone and turned into an executor and power leveled to level 47. That's insane. How are you even doing that without losing your mind? Why did I? I don't know. It learned psychic at level 47, and I really wanted okay. that in case we battled this week. Which we flipped the coin and, and came up tails, but we'll have to see. If we have enough time, we, we might still do it. Yeah, if we can wrap by like Yeah, 10. I don't know. I just, I just fucking ground it out, man. Well, I'm moving, so I didn't really have yeah. time. Tell me about your levels. So, Fred Van Vliet, who's been with us since nearly the beginning. Yeah. Ampharos, level 39. Rosencrantz, who had a near-death experience. Meganium, level 39. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Tolkien, Alakazam, level 39. Wickrackrum, Obama Snow, level 41. Pretty good. CJ Craig, Polywirl, level 39. And then the new member of the team is Kaladin, and it's mm. that Magmar, and it's level 37. So they Kaladin. both made it onto the team now. Kaladin, Stormblast, yeah. I'm liking it. Magmar? I'm liking it so far. Magmar? It's got Confuse Ray, Fire Punch, Swagger, and Smokescreen. That's fun. Will it evolve into that big one with the arm cannons? Magmortar? Yeah. Yeah, I need to... I just didn't have time. I think I can already. I have a magmarizer in platinum that I can use to evolve it. Oh, oh, oh that's what it takes. I already got okay. it, I think. Okay. I will be doing that either way before I go to the Elite Four with this thing. Yeah. But it's... Stats are pretty good, liking that moveset, and I got it because... You've got a bunch of shit. What do you mean? Including this new Jinx that fire is great against. Well, let's see. Jinx, Caesar, and Executor. Yeah, I guess that's half my team. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> is, is pretty weak against your <laughs> big fire type boy. But he's also underleveled, so. I'm looking at your team. I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty well matched against your team as long as I can avoid those three matching up with your Kaladin. Yeah, and it also helps that my pol- I don't have the Polyrath yet. What do you need for Polyrath? Waterstone? Just a Waterstone. Did you hit up Pokathlon at all? No, I still... I just... You should just do it. You have a lot of time these days. Well, I know, I know. But the items switch out every day, so you want to visit a lot so that you can um, get a chance at getting that Waterstone because you don't know when it's going to pop up. I guess you can go look at, like, a guide. They'll probably tell you what days the Waterstone Well, I would have to do that, yeah. I just went and fucking did it the old-fashioned way, like we used to back when we were 13, Josh. Just went every day (laughs) and put in the fucking work, you know? Yeah. If I got lucky, if I got that metal coat, if I got that leaf stone, if I got that fire stone, God bless. And all, all of the above, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I did have to go back to the Pokemon <laughs> quite a bit. I got pretty good at those dang games, too. No, I'm going to check it out. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it for this. I might just import the Waterstone. That's fair. But I will do it before the end so I can comment on it. So those are the teams we were bringing into Blackthorn Gym. But first, Joshua Blackthorn City... It's home to some some interesting sights and sounds. <laughs> yeah. There's an old woman who wants something from you and will give you something in return, but I couldn't quite figure out what that was. Yeah, she keeps saying, if your Pokemon works a little harder, then she'll give me something nice. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean works harder? I didn't ever make sense of that. The move tutor is here, but he takes heart scales, which I have not found any of yet. Well, <laughs> what I thought was funny in this one... They put all the types of move tutors in one house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of like having to go to multiple towns and shit, they just shoved them all in there. And it's like the move deleter. The move deleter's in there. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate move tutor. So that's like their best move for the starters. Yeah. And Grandma Wilma. Yeah. Who I couldn't figure out, but I now that I'm on the wiki, I can see is uh, 
If she's shown a dragon Pokemon that's happy with its trainer, she'll teach it the ultimate dragon type. Oh, Draco. I don't Meteor. have a fucking dragon type Pokemon. Well, I do now, but I didn't at that point. Right. I didn't do Hydro Cannon. I'm just not interested in it. No, I didn't do Frenzy Plant. Petal Dance is far more useful. Yeah. Because it has 20 PP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hydro Cannon only has five. I don't think its accuracy is even very good. That's oh, 90, but still. God, 150 power is not bad. But I don't know. I just feel like Surf is better. It's got tons of PP. I'm a big Surf guy. Yeah. Like, I always run Surf. I don't even debate it. That's Blackthorn City, and then we go to the gym, and the gym layout is, I guess, pretty interesting. It's a lava pit. This was a puzzle. It's got to be hot in there. I don't know how any of these trainers or Claire lives in there. The guy who's at the front of the gym, every gym, portly gentleman with the glasses. Gym guy. Usually you have to approach him and talk to him. This time he won't let you go by without telling you about the gym. Right. And I think it's because he wants you to ball your follower Pokemon so that they don't accidentally fall into the lava. Yeah, that's it. Speaking of follower Pokemon, you know what's a pretty haunting sight? What? Walking around with a Jinx following you. Oh, I wouldn't want to see that. It's like the Baba Duke or something. <laughs> yeah. Her like big eyes are just sort of like floating just behind your head. She's just like, she's, like wailing. Taller than your character. <laughs> it's very upsetting. She's just kind of hovering behind Plus, you. Plus yours is like this like opera singer on top of it. Yeah. That's really scary. So yeah, you go in, it's a big fire pit, and there's moving platforms that you control. So you can push them left or right, and then there's a center button that will pivot them so that like you can go up and down as well. And then there are little spiked walls, and your job is to sort of Tetris-style navigate this little block. Navigate this river sticks. To get across all the platforms. Yeah. And then, of course, the entire way, there's trainers. They all have dragon types, except fucking, like, I was like, I'm well-equipped for this. I've got Jinx. She's super strong. And then half of them have just, like, fucking Seedras. Horsies, even. I was fine, but the fucking Seedras and the horsies, like, did not make my life easy. I thought it was just going to be all dragons. I think it's because it's, for its, its, like, description. Yeah. It's, like, a dragon Pokemon. And it's because it's apparently based on... A reference to the Japanese word for seahorse. Which is what? Sea dragon? Tatsu no Atoshigo, which is dragon's child. And it's derived from the myth that a seahorse that lives for a century will transform into a dragon. Okay. That's cool. That's a fun facty. Isn't that the same thing as the Magikarp? Turning into a I think they have to Gyarados? jump through... Uh, they have to jump over a waterfall, I think. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So Kingdra is dual-type water dragon. Kingdra was a nightmare. But Seedra and Horsey are just pure water type, which is a fucking pain in the ass, because I, like, I think they knew dark moves, which is why it wasn't easy to bring in my plant-type Pokemon executor, because they just kept, like, biting him or crunching him or something. Oh, yeah. It sucked. It was not easy. I had trouble with that Kingdra, with Claire's Kingdra specifically. Yeah. I was going into the battle semi-cocky because the trainers that just have like dragon airs, I've just used Obama Snow and I just ice sharded them and it would usually kill them in one hit. Right. And so I was like, oh, great. I know that Claire's got those two dragon airs and I'll just use them against them. 
Gyarados was no problem because I have Ampharos, and that was just one hit KO with Discharge. Yeah. But then the first Dragonair I encountered with the Obama Snow used Fire Blast on him immediately. And it took him down to 11 hit points. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so that's not going to work. I was completely caught off guard by that fire blast. Yeah, I ended up just fucking, like, using a polywhirl, actually, for one of them. And, like, body slamming him. One of the other ones also has Thunder Wave. Oh, they both have Thunder Wave. Where are you picking this shit up? You playing the the slots over there, Claire? (laughs) Is that what's going on? Well, she's got that Lance family dragon tamer money are their family i think they're they're like cousins oh, okay it's a cool gym dragon type is cool i wish there were more of them why didn't any of them have dragonite i think because dragonite is like lance's thing but yeah i mean they had more dragons than this and they they still just didn't do it at this stage what are our dragon options at this point it's not that many right i guess not here let me see let me go to the the list of dragon type pokemon yeah and gen 4 it's not super robust. While you're doing that, I'll also say the Kingdra almost killed my Meganium as well. Oh, wow. Because I was just like pedal dancing on it. And then on its second move, which was then my second pedal dance, it used Hyper Beam. And it almost killed it. I think it was, again, like eight hit points or some shit. Yeah. And fortunately, my pedal dance ended at two because if it was three, I would have lost Meganium. And then I instead I just swapped in Ampharos again and did one discharge. Okay. While it was recharging, it killed it. Listen to this. Stratini, Dragonair, Bagon, Shelgon. Oh, yeah. But why are we seeing no Bagons? That's pure Dragon type. Dragonite, Altaria, Salamence, Latias, and Latios, and Rayquaza. I mean... Gibble, Gabite, Garchomp. Like, technically, because this is still the world of Gen 2, even though you can get Kingdra. these Pokemon imported... At this stage in the game, they don't know about Flygon. like Salamence and Bagon and all this and right. Flygon, yeah. So there's not a ton of dragon types. Because those are like from, you know, Hoenn, right. technically. Right. Yeah. So I guess there will eventually be a ton of dragon type Pokemon. Look at this one. Jesus Christ. Eternatus. Oh, yeah. What the hell is that? It's scaring me. I beat her. I beat Claire. Yeah, I beat her. No losses. Rotom got very close to dying again. Yeah. I think like two hit points. Can you double resurrected zombie? No. Okay. I got to be careful with him, I guess. Technically already pushing it with the ghost thing, so. Yeah. (laughs) Claire will not give you your badge that you earned from her, though. She runs off like a little baby and says, meet me in Dragon's Den. (laughs) If you want your badge. Is that the Dragon's Den theme song? Yeah, I love the Dragon's Den music. Oh, and I loved its little title card, too, with the, like, oh, yeah. little Dratini. There's a little Dratini. There's, like, a little uh, a little shrine in the middle of the underground cave lake in the cover art. It's cool. Looks good. Yeah, they did a huge upgrade. Like, it felt really tacked on in Gen 2, but, like, they did it up this time. There's, like, a unique tile set that's, like, mossy and dark and shit. I remember you didn't do much in Gen 2. But this one's pretty robust. There's trainers in here. There's wild Pokemon. I caught a Dratini. I caught a Dratini, yeah. Fortunately. It looks good. Yeah, you still do the thing where you have to make it out to the shrine and then you answer a few questions about, like, your worth as a trainer. Yeah. From some old sages. And then they... What are they? They give you a... Kiss. (laughs) That's the game this week. 
Anything else you want to talk about? Maybe, do I want to run this fucking Dratini? Huh. I don't want to power level another fucking Pokemon from level 25 to goddamn level 55. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do it either. I just did that. It Apparently, in Pokemon Crystal, Heart Gold, and Soul Silver, it's possible to obtain a Dratini with extreme speed, a move it cannot normally learn, if you answer all the questions given by the master in the Dragon Shrine correctly. A wild Dratini with extreme speed? No, he gives you one as a gift. Well, that's scripted. We can't do that. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to, but that's just interesting. I didn't know that. That is interesting. I don't know if you can answer questions wrong, but I guess I did neutral because I didn't get anything. All right, bug catchers, I think that is going to do it for us this evening. We considered battling, but as stated before, Josh does have to move by himself because his husband abandoned him. Right. So he's got a lot of work to do to pack and move this weekend and edit a podcast because I won't do it. I won't dirty my hands with podcast editing. Yeah, you can't deign to, to do that, you know. But now you don't get to battle because of that, so. I don't get to own you because look at my fucking levels maybe, compared to yours. If we don't have to record it, maybe we could do it. We could throw one in, but... <laughs> All right, butt catchers, we will uh, we will catch you next time on our way to the Kanto region to take on the Elite Four, including our old friend Lance. We will be doing the Elite Four episode with our friend of the pod, Alex, who is the host of Gotta Snatch Em All, which I appeared on, and Fanula, and Tony. Yep, and not Tanner. Tanner's not uh, really part of the community, so. I support the community. Yeah, you're an ally, yeah. So, yeah that's what we've been saying yeah but next week we might have a bonus episode yeah because josh is moving because i don't know that it's going to be possible to record for me next week it's going to be a wild card next week you'll get something you'll get something and it might be something you want it might be something you don't want but you're gonna fucking <laughs> get it and you're gonna like it we'll see you then bug catchers in the meantime i have been Dratanner, aka tanner green ring and i'm joined as always by my co-host See Josh, mm-hmm. aka Joshua Fielstead. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcast and follow it everywhere you follow podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, all those places. And give us a follow on social media at Twitter at exp sharepod and Instagram at exp sharepod. Go to the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. Buy some dang merch. Buy the dang merch. It all looks great. We got it all live. We've bypassed Nintendo's Eye of Sauron. I'm going to be real with you for a second, Bug Catchers, because I think a lot of you feel the way that I felt, which is... And it's at expsharemerch.com. Yes. Public, whom hosts our merch, it's like a print-on-demand place where you can just kind of get the logos printed on anything. And historically, the like red bubbles of the world and the cafe presses of the world, that has meant low quality right but i gotta tell you my shirts came last week and they are great they're those like beautiful canvas shirts that are so soft and so nice it's nice the printing is like beautiful it's never gonna come off they're just really high quality really nice shirts and i think anything you want to get this stuff printed on is you're gonna be totally happy with so do not hesitate please go buy some shirts they look great you're gonna look good in them you're gonna have to explain to everyone what you make me barf means <laughs> we got a lot of comments that people thought it was you make me barf pokemon of the week oh no you 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 i thought it was you, always clear but you these pokemon make me want to barf yeah it's funny be in the other context that it's you saying it to the pokemon, to the pokemon. which is funny <laughs> you make me barf you <laughs> yeah so go buy the shirts uh, expsharemerch.com that is it for me, Josh. Goodbye. I'll uh, smell you 
later, maybe really later.